Dr. J. What up, my dude? Man, you know, it's it's a privilege to get you because it's hard to catch you, man. But Don't I got you. Hey. Like that, man. Don't do, <laughs> Don't do me like that. <laughs> no, man. I mean, hey, I always tell you it's an honor to have you, you know, period, on our cast, man. So I'm thankful for you. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. You know, hope the holidays with everything for you. Absolutely, man. How about yourself? It was good, man. You know, the interesting part, I seen you went up to one of the places up in Orlando. I'll tell you the area you was in, but that's a beautiful scene. Man, it was very nice. Beautiful. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was <laughs> nice. It was uh, refreshing. Um, and something different, right? We live mm -hmm. in Florida. We don't, we don't generally have white Christmases down here. And uh, the wife came up with this idea uh, to, you know, let's, let's get out of here on Christmas day and, um, you know, go spend in, in, in Orlando at the Gaylord. And so, uh, man, ice sculptures, ice slides, uh, nine degree weather, <laughs> you yeah. know, Florida's I'm not used to that, but, uh, it was nice. It was very nice. Very nice. Yeah. That's an amazing property, man. Uh, and a huge property at that. Yeah. The one in Dallas is huge as well. Really? Uh, oh man. You know, they say everything big in Texas. <laughs> it is, man. Listen, I've been looking at property in Texas, man. They used to be the low. Now they're getting up in the millions. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, I think what a lot of us, we keep missing out, even that the base price is lower and you do get a bigger house, they they get it back in the taxes. You mm -hmm. know, they, they taxes over there in, in Texas is, is just off the chain. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, although a lot of us desire to hit the Midwest, and it would be a place that I'd like to be, but right now I'm gonna I'm chill until, until the Lord say so in Florida. Yeah, I think I didn't learn that one lesson in life about moving when God ain't told you to move. So I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you know, this is a mentorship as well as a, a brotherhood. So, you know, I feel like I've learned a lot and I got a lot, a lot of life lessons, but I always, come with some conversation. I don't know if it's confirmation, but I always feel comfortable talking to you about it. And then people stop us in the store, stop me personally, and always telling me about one of the segments that we didn't did and how you broke it down. And the, oh, and, and the super friends, after the one where we talked about soul ties, bro, they held me on the thing for about 30 more minutes. I said, y'all got to hit Dr. J up, man. man y'all got to let me get in one day. I yeah. want to buy yeah, yeah, and I like that about it. It made them hungry. That it make you inquire more. That's a, that's a positive sign. When I want to ask more questions about the Bible, so you know Mario always put us on, put us on beat. So love it, Chris Leo. What's up, man? All right, let me ask you a question. It's a simple question, but I'm gonna ask you that on behalf of the brothers out here that might not want to ask you. What made you a good husband? Or contributed to you learning how to be a husband that understood his duties. The reason I say that is because of something I observed with a couple, you know, with a mutual, a couple that's mutual, mutual friends with both of them. And one day they're having a conversation and she replies that something that a husband is, that she said, she said to him, oh, that's something a husband is supposed to do. And then he says, and then she's like, tell him hearts. And I'm like, you know, I don't know what to say. Uh, and I'm like, 
And his reply to her was that it's not that big of a deal. Um, mm -hmm. But she said it mattered to her. You know what I mean? And um, after she leaves, I went to him. I'm like, bro, since you asked me, I got to tell you that whether you think it's big or not, once she said it mattered or bothered her, it should have resonated with you. I said all that to say a lot of male friends, my male friends have, a lot of my male friends love their spouses, love their girlfriends. They take care of their responsibility. They, they take care of the bills and et cetera. Um, but some of them will admit that they don't know certain things that fall under the expectations of being a husband. You know, like many of my partners said, hey, I work, I pay all the bills, love you, treat you nice. But once again, they don't understand why it matters if he attends service with her, praise word, or take a car person to get clean because he pays for a car wash membership, like uh, putting gas in a car. You know, I know a man claimed to know, to not know you're supposed to walk on the outside of, you know, your woman going down the sidewalk. Um, and a lot of us men learn on the job once we connect deeper with our mate. But a lot of us haven't seen how to treat a wife, been mentored or know what a healthy marriage looks like. You know, some people come from fragile places. So they, you know, um, I think a blueprint of what you see is what you define as what it's supposed to be. So I don't know your background, but some men honestly and sincerely think that, hey, I do all this stuff for you because I love you. That's why I'm, I'm showing you. But they don't know all the ins and outs of that role and what he's supposed to do. So what made you a good husband or what made you come into that space where you start to get it right? Mm. That's a good question, man. Uh, I, was, on. I, I, I don't know if my wife on here, do she define me as a good husband? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, listen, uh, a lot of trial and error is what I'm going to first. Um, I didn't have a blueprint mm. of a good marriage in front of me. You know what I mean? My mom wasn't married to my father. Uh, my grandmother wasn't married to my, my grandfather. Um, though he, you know, came by quite a bit, you know, everything else. I, I didn't have a blueprint. Um, and so a lot of things I struggled with early on and struggled to get overcome um, because being who we are, we just come from a place where it was just good to, you know, you know, you, you can holler at that girl, you can holler at this girl, you can holler at that girl. And you know that in those days, you know, those relationships are based on how you make me feel. If you don't make me feel good, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Um and so it came with me knocking my head and making a lot of big mistakes. Um, truth be told, it, it took me almost losing my family, uh, my, my daughter and my wife, for me to say, I'm going to get myself together. I got down on my knees one day and I said, Lord, if you just bring, bring it back, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to serve you. That's, that's when I actually fell into serving God right after that because he did just what I asked. And so once I did, it didn't mean that things were perfect because I still made a lot of mistakes. But when you start to understand how men and women are made, uh, 
we 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 were made the way that we were made strategically by God on purpose, right? God built us to both receive and give love, just like him. He gives and he receives love. But then when he split us, right? Uh he made the woman. This is why women, their organs are internal, right? Because they're meant to receive, which is mean, which means you have to be careful with how you give. Right. Meaning our words, our thoughts, our actions. Um, I, I'm told all the time my voice is is tough. It sounds too tough, even for my daughter sometimes because of the way. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm like, oh, what can I do? You want me to talk like a little baby? I, I can't talk like that. You know, I, I get frustrated sometimes, but I understand because they were built to receive. They take in. That's why they have internal organs. We have an external organ because we were meant to give. Right. So when a man finds himself on one side of the relationship constantly giving and say, all I do is give, you were built to give. <laughs> you, you, you were built to give. You, you are built to receive, but, but primarily you were built to give. Um, you're the progenerator of mankind. You're the one who spit seed out. You were built to give. And so when you start to understand our DNA and our makeup, and we understand that I was built to give, she was built to receive, I have to begin to change up my strategy on how I begin to treat the one I say I'm in love with. When I begin to correct that and I begin to do that, now I can come into a place of saying I'm making progress. But you can't measure progress, you know, saying, well, I did this better than I did last week. You got to measure your progress on how your other one feels, your loved one feels. How's your relationship coming along? Um, are y'all improving? Are you growing more distant? Are you getting closer? You know what I mean? Do you take the time to 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 sit up there and to learn? I mean, uh, wife reminded me, man, we used to sit up and talk to three o'clock in the morning. She said, "You don't talk no more." I said, "I'm getting old, girl. I'm getting old." You know, it's 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 hard it's hard to stay up, but 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 no, it's those things that I know that she yearns that I try to go back to give her. On top of you know what I'm saying, most of us as men, we try to show our love by purchasing and giving right because we were built to give so we try to buy things and and sometimes we say it's not trying to buy their love but but in reality we we are so we we buy things and some some of these women they don't care about how well or how nice a thing they don't care about no louis bag some women don't care about red bottoms they don't care about that stuff they want to know are you connected to me emotionally I, I want to know how you can give it to me. Uh, uh, how can you show me uh, true and genuine love? Are you with me to the end? Are you with me how for how I look, for what I can do for you? Um, and so they want to know, watch this. The number one thing for a woman, she wants to feel secure. She has to feel secure. And if we don't make her feel secure, I think we begin to fail in our jobs. And so my road to trying to be the best that I could be came by me bumping my head almost losing my family and me realizing this is the best thing I ever had. Let me get it right. Right. Because when we understand that God gave us something, then we understand that we're supposed to protect it and take care of it because he's still the landlord. We're, we're just borrowing what he allowed us to have or rent out or lease for a time being. So whether that's our loved ones, that's our children, that's our marriage, we have to make sure that when he entrusts us in our hands, we take care of it to the best of our abilities because uh, our, our first, last, and security deposit, we ain't going to be able to pay back. Yeah, <clears throat> I think you said, well, you said a few things, as always. I think, 
in retrospect, hindsight is twenty twenty. So I always tell uh, someone, I was like, how you uh, talk about relationships? I said, well, I failed. So I can give good advice and I can be transparent. You know, I, when I, some people say 50, 50, I'm like, no, nah, it should be a hundred, a hundred. Like the intentional part, I think is a lot where a lot of people miss it. Like mm-hmm. I ain't going to be doing all that. And two somebody got to actually be in that gap where to really be intentional about making it work. And I think a lot of my brothers, you know, ego, <clears throat> you know, scared of being played, uh, you know, feeling like not being appreciated. There are a lot of factors that go into us. And I've seen a video that I kind of feel, but I don't know why I, feel, I can relate to it, where a guy was like, a man didn't actually love him, actually respect him. You ever heard that one? That mean? There's a video one of the pastors came out, <clears throat> and he was talking about, like, with men, respect is a big thing. Appreciation is a big thing. So when you said we are starting to get it. No thing, though. I do know, you know, most of us do want to respect it. Most of us do need to feel appreciated, right? That keeps us going. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, because if you keep giving and then you begin to give from an empty cup, eventually you're wrong. So you got to make sure that your cup is always full. How does our cup get refilled? When they show us that they appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's it, it goes hand in hand, for sure. Yeah. And, and like I say, I asked you that question because um, I do see a lot of more people getting uh, engagements and people getting married. I just know that a lot of relationships just, we miss it. <clears throat> and sometimes it's pride, sometimes it's eat, whatever it is. But I think when more people being transparent, that's why I asked you, because you're going to give it to me and <clears throat> be 100. And that's why I, I appreciate it. So, bro, I had to also come to the place where I understood that in today's time, most people are more in love with the idea of marriage rather than marriage itself. Right. Marriage is to death do us part. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the idea of it, when you get down to the root of it, going back to the Greek, you know, the, the, the word for marriage is, is gabio in the Greek. And, and this actually means like gem. And how is a gem made? A gem is made through fusion, right? When, when, when you fuse something, you can't separate it, right? This is why they say, well, God put together, no, let no man put thunder, right? And, and this is why it says, for this cause shall the man leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, if I put two sticks together, right? If I glue two sticks together, under pressure, I could pull the sticks apart. And I can tell who the two individuals are. But if I fuse two mm-hmm. gems together, because fusing comes under what? Pressure and heat. Yeah. Right? So all those arguments, all those, you know what I'm saying? But we stuck it out and we steal together. That's you fusing together. Because once you're fused together, you cannot be separated unless you were broken. Okay. That's the And then even when you're broken, you still can't tell the two from one. I can't tell this one from that one because they were fused together. So... A lot of us are in love with the idea of marriage rather than marriage itself. And this is why we go all out and we spend more money on trying to do a, a proposal or, or, or trying to do it up for the proposal and making sure that it's camera and all of that other stuff because we're in love with the idea of it. We want to see how many likes we can get and how many people we can impress uh, when I'm just showing my love for the person. Why do I need a camera to show off 
my love for this person that I'm professing for. I, I don't, I don't need likes. I don't need uh, views. I don't need to go live. I, I don't need somebody to capture the moment. It's nice today. And I know that we didn't have that back then. It's nice today. But I, as I speculate on it, a lot of us are more in love with the idea of being seen and the idea of it rather than what it is itself. Marriage is tough, man. And, 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 and a lot of people can't do it, which is why, you know what I'm saying, you see so many people. Oh, man, too often. Too often. Yeah. I've, 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 I've counseled, Eric, I've counseled people and told them uh, don't do it. They did it anyway and were done in six months. I, I've seen it a lot. Dang. I've seen Dang. it a lot. But you know what I can appreciate? What's I that, appreciate bro? the people that <clears throat> some of my friends who's like, they married, they good now, and they strong. But they'll tell you, bro, them first three years, like when they share those stories, like, bro, it's, it's listen, bro, we had our moments, we had our time. I think that's more encouraging to somebody <clears throat> that's going there because how it's pictured, everybody thinks it's just the big honeymoon, you get married, everything's great. But my partner would be like, boy, them first three, three years was tough. Or, you know, oh, I had to learn how to do X, Y, Z. Those are the things that I think are beneficial to people that come to counseling or get into a group or even a couple that say, hey, we need some mentorship. I think those are the stories that kind of make people feel, okay, well, we ain't the first, you know, we ain't the worst or we ain't that bad off. At the end of the day, if I could keep it real, most people think that when they get married, you know, after five years, you know, the road gets easier. But it takes about five to seven years for you to, be, to even begin to scratch the surface of knowing your spouse intimately and personally like you should. Five to seven years. So people think, man, after five years, we shouldn't be doing this. But you know what? After five or seven years, you're probably going through some of those things uh, when you, you know, because a lot of people avoid premarital counseling. A lot of people avoid counseling, period, because, oh, I just got married. Why should I get counseling now? To them, it's a fault. Counseling is a bad thing. You know, our stigma is, why should I go get a counselor? You know what I'm saying? Even when it comes down to marriage. And so we don't understand that we can't have a mediator or somebody to help guide us and navigate us through. Then a lot of times uh, our marriages begin to fail early on, especially in the early five-year stint. And uh, yeah, <laughs> five to seven years, I'm telling you. And, 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 and it's an ever-learning process even after then. You know what I'm saying? So... I didn't mean to hijack the time, bro. I didn't no, no, man. Listen, like I say, <clears throat> a lot of times people that have me approach me, shout out to uh, PJ in the comments, Chris Leo. People stop me and say, hey, I, I told you, hey, I like this um, segment you guys did, or hey, when y'all going to talk about this? So, <clears throat> like I said, we've been intentional on getting these uh, segments out. Now, I'm going to go from love to something else <clears throat> while I got you. Okay. Okay, so last week we did a show about uh, suicide. You know, DJ Twitch, who was from the Ellen Show, uh, he did a video with in positive. You know, he seemed to be happy, and then 24 hours later, he committed suicide. And then they put out, and it's almost redundant, where they keep saying uh, men are trending, men more men are committing suicide. And I be seeing all these shows, and. We discussed it, but no one really has any insight. And Mario, might have been Mario, we were talking about the spiritual aspect. So one guy said, man, you got to have something to live for, you know. 
And then you had other people that was talking about the problem, how people give up. That's trendy, man. Is there a spiritual approach that someone should take? Is is it something that spiritually you is there something that will help you come out of that place when you walk into their relationship with, with God? Is that the only way to get through it? <clears throat> Knowing who he is would deter what you're trying to do as far as take your own. There's a song that they sing in the church that says, my life is not my own. To you, I belong. I give myself away, right? Mm-hmm. We understand that this body of ours is not ours, but this is God's. We're only leasing this thing for a little while. Then I understand that if I belong to him, how can I take away what he gave me? How can I heal what he gave me? It's no different. I think and, and we do feel bad for these people who take their own lives. But let me ask this question to you. Is suicide murder? Yeah. And everybody that talks about grace don't understand that at the end of the day, you know, in the church, they got this thing. They, they I'm, I'm a New Testament Christian, New Testament Christian. And they try to do that in the gate or to nullify Old, Old Testament teachings, but in Jewish customs, what the writer writes, he assumed the reader already knows. So he doesn't always talk about tithing in the New Testament because he assumed you already know. Likewise, just because Jesus came, it didn't mean that you should start committing murder now. Mm-hmm. So I'm sinning against my own body when I take my own life. And when I understand the necessity of having God in my life and who he is in my life, then I understand that it's not my decision to take this away, no matter how hard this thing gets. Now, if I go seek help. I need to go seek help. Now, granted, it's tough out here for a black brother. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of shoulders. Um, he, he's on an up, uphill climb all the time. Um, society is, you know, generally against him. He's judged by the, the color of skin. Um, he's against all odds at all times. And that's a lot to bear on anybody's shoulder, let alone a black man. And so I do say from a natural aspect, go talk to somebody for sure. Mm-hmm. On a spiritual aspect, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 with you since you got me on the show. Demons ain't meant to be counseled. They're meant to be cast out. And when hmm. I say when I say Wait a minute, what? <laughs> you, you want me to run it back? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, demons ain't what? They ain't meant to be counseled. Dang. They meant to be cast out. Wow. And I think a lot of us are trying to pity pat our demons rather than try to get it right with God. And I know a lot of people don't, they don't go down that, that avenue and a lot of people don't deal with that. And a lot of people don't talk about casting demons out and we won't go down that road, but I'm, uh, <laughs> Chris, you put the custom mark up. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't heard that one now. It makes sense. Be- because, right? A lot of us, okay. We're triune, right? We are uh, a spirit that is encased in a body and we have a soul. We talked about this weeks ago mm. that spirit is filtered through the soul. We talked about it and we are spirit beings, but we also, a lot of times we are influenced by different spirits. 
Mm-hmm. You, 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 uh, when I kill, that's a spirit of murder. Mm-hmm. Um, um, if I steal, that's, that, that's a spirit of theft. Right. And, and so even though the, the nice word for, for you Christians, for most Christians is spirit. Let's be real. When we talk about murder, when we talk about theft, when we talk about killing, when we talk about uh, adultery, when we talk about uh, uh, incest, these are demons. These are demonic. Okay, if we're gonna keep it one hundred, these are demonic, and demons aren't meant to be counseled. I'm not gonna sit here and pity pat no demon. It's meant to be cast out, and without getting in depth and, and, and messing up a whole lot of people, I'm I'm saying what I'm saying. I know you're feeling me where I'm at. And uh, but but understand my relationship with the Lord and knowing God for who he is in my life. I have to truly know him and not know of him and knowing who he is in my life. It should detour me from trying to take my own life because I understand my life doesn't belong to me in the first place. This is God. This is all God. You live for God. I live for God. Chris live for God. Everybody on it, we living for the Lord. We're supposed to be. But when we try to take things in our own hands, in essence, we we listening to the wrong voice. And so when that happens, when I take my life, it's because somebody else's voice was more dominant in my life. So I end this with I end it with this. Whose voice is most dominant in your life? It ain't God telling you to take your own life. That's for sure. Mm. All right. You're gonna go viral with these right here. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that, bro. Listen, I had to, I had a friend, I don't know if she's watching on New Year's Eve morning. I'm glad I took the call. She was gonna commit suicide. And then part of me is like, you know, that's a still on the on the on the phone for an hour. Cause I and I couldn't comprehend that, you know, and there's a lot of people, man, that you see every day, like it looked all put together. And they just broke down and gave it to me. And I stood on the phone for an hour, like, nah, that ain't the way. You know, he would share it with me, share it with her, like, hey, listen, when I was young, when I was a kid, well, I don't know what was going on with me as a child, but that was a thought I had in my mind all the time. My grandma said, that's one thing you don't do that God ain't going to be pleased with. And that probably changed my life forever. But for that friend to call me, it it was heavy, but I, we, we were at to work that out. I said, there's no way I'm going to let you be the last call that you ever make. And for you to call me means you're still holding on to some hope for yourself. Absolutely. But I had to go to prayer. Like, of all the people you could call, you called me. And I definitely didn't expect that That's phone that call. Bro. Hmm? That's that influence that we were talking about. Deep, man. It's, that's, that was a moment, bro. Like, early in the morning, that's the last thing I would think. And uh, I'm glad they still here. I check on every day, like, hey, where we at? Are you better? Are you good? So we you know that we understand that even when we take our own life, how many people are dependent on us? Mm-hmm. Children, husbands, wives, family. And when we begin to try to take our own life, now that's another spirit. Because all you care about are your own personal needs. And the, and I know that some people, I may be sounding harsh right now, but mm-hmm. I and the depth of what I'm saying is we're not living just up. You said one brother said, what are you living for? Who are you living for? Well, number one, 
My priority is God. But he has assigned some people to me. And I understand that some people are dependent on me no matter how tough my life may get. I got to continue to hold on. But that's where we need to come. And we have to make sure that us as black men, we have to have a safe place place of refuge. Somebody hide in. A lot of us, we don't have that, right? That pride gets in the way, but we don't want to share our intimate moments with and cry. Tell somebody, man, I'm feeling bad. I, I feel depressed. I feel anxiety. I'm, we, we, we don't want to discuss that with other brothers because why? It makes us look right in the world say that a black man or as a man period you got to be hard you got to be hard and hard no matter what you you don't you don't cry you don't whimper you you you, you can't you can't you can't get down right that's what society and that's why uh the suicide rate amongst black men is the highest and it's crazy but we have to make sure that we can find that individual that i can confide in somebody that i trust and i can rely on that's not gonna go put my business in the street mm -hmm. But, but like you can talk me through it and give me some nuggets to help me get past where I'm at. Thank you, Dr. J. As always, man, listen, there's a whole new year. Some people, it take a year. They have to wait till the next year to say, oh, this is my year. I'm about to change it. I'm about to have a New Year's resolution. But when we get to a certain age, we know that every day is <laughs> a new day. Like You ain't got to <laughs> wait till the next year like, you might one thing about me when I was on the street, boy. I got out in the streets when I started thinking about that one day I'm gonna get off this pillow and ain't gonna make it back to it. That humbled me a lot. So I don't put off the next year what I can do. So maybe that's why I live like I do. Like, listen, I got more days behind me than ahead. Yeah. 2023. They ain't gotta go nowhere. You're gonna get one of those 2023 messages for encouragement or inspiration. For anybody that, you know, still battling trauma, trying to keep it with them, uh, or, or looking for some motivation with 2023, and that's how we'll close out with some of those Dr. J moments. Man, real quick, I just want to tell you that if you can continue to live in the past, then your life will be history. That's the first thing that we need to understand. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. It's a new year, but it won't be a new you if you don't renew your mind. You continue to do the same thing that you used to do that kept you down and held back, then you're going to continue to be that same old person. It's just going to be a new year with the same you. And so we have to begin to enter into a place where we begin to renew our minds, begin to think outside of the box and put things and bad habits away so that we can reflect and have a new us. As we walk into a new us, we have to make sure that we stay consistent with what it is that we don't put to the plow and let it become a habit of doing great things all the time. Don't live in the past. Don't live in the glory days or the good old days. I remember when or I remember then. Because again, you'll live a life of history. And as always, don't give up. Keep looking up. God's going to give you the divine hookup. Man. 100. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I need to trademark that quote. That's my quote. Um, Listen, thank you, Erica. I can't wait to see y'all guys do that show coming up. Uh, We're going to have a good conversation. Well, it's going to be interesting for sure. Listen, here's my closing words for anybody out there. Y'all didn't ask me, but I'm going to give it to you. Forgive. Forgive the people that didn't believe in you. Forgive people that didn't know. Forgive people that didn't see. Forgive people that hurt you, whether it's intentional or not. Forgive. Let it go. Anybody I hurt, I my, I apologize. Let's have a conversation. 
but forgive. Because a lot of times people are holding on stuff, and the minute they die, all of a sudden it feels so stupid. No, forgive them today while they're still living. Uh, what's the, the thing? Spirit of uh, whatever it's called, but get back. Restoration. Repair some of those friendships that you know you need and you know you might have severed. Forgive yeah. people. Simple. I ain't a pastor, but I'm pretty sure somebody can use that. I had to learn it the hard way. Oh, Dr. J, tell them where they can find you because I share your messages, but tell them I, about you, The Rock, everything. Um, The Rock International Church is in West Palm Beach, 901 Palm Parkway, Suite 306 Um, You can hit me up on all uh, social media platforms at uh, Facebook, Jamie and Love It. Um, Instagram, I am Jay Love It. Follow our TikTok at The Rock International Church as well. That's where you can find all right. Hey, thank you once again. Stick with me. Everybody, special Erica, thank y'all for tuning in. I'll be rebroadcasting this soon because some people be waiting for it to come out of the oven like some cookies from Crumble. So <laughs> peace out. Peace.